Uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 2, in some senses, is one long uh, sentence um, all about the search, uh, the search uh, for wisdom. So uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, hear the word of God. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding? Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you'll be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth, And forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her pass to the departed. None who go to her come back. Nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good. And keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land. And those with integrity will remain in it. The wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. I pray that it would be among us. Proverbs here speaks about the search, uh, the, the longings that we feel for something that we don't have, or feel like maybe we don't have, or that we can't hold on to. Uh, the desires for things that we, that we don't know how to make last, that we don't know how to be sure of, but that we need, that we want, uh, that we feel the lack of. Uh, so this whole, if you're looking at just how we talk about this passage, just talking about uh, the, the search, the title of it, uh, these longings that we, that we look for. Maybe sometimes that's in the things that you type into the Google search engine, things that you're looking for or curious about or, or searching after. Uh, Sometimes it's the desire that seems to drive the endless scrolling down and scrolling down on the Facebook news feed or the Instagram uh, feed and and, and the pictures there. Sometimes it's that longing is what goes into the jump from hyperlink to hyperlink to looking for some stimulating article or following different, different blogs or going from event to event or party to party, sometimes from relationship to relationship or friend group uh, to another group, maybe from one major to another. There's a search or something that we're looking for, that we're trying to find, that we're we're looking for in those things. 
That longing, uh, that search, and the, that longing can be found both in the, the ache of boredom. There just seems to be nothing stimulating or interesting going on. But not only the ache of boredom, I think we feel it sometimes in the anxiety of the busyness of running from one thing to another and it all piling up and we can't find anywhere to rest. Time continues on. Day to day, the, the, you know, time marches, marches forward and, and we're, we're stuck in the middle of it. Uh, each day continues on and we're kind of left with the question, well, what am I supposed to do with it? Um, why? For what purpose am I here? What do I want to accomplish today or this hour or with my life? And where am I headed? And what's the direction? And what's it worth? I want our days to feel worthwhile. And that's the big sense of you wanting meaning and purpose and, and fulfillment or just some level of satisfaction or, or joy uh, in, in what you're doing. What are we supposed to do with the time that we're given? Which is a question of, of wisdom. Right? The way Proverbs, the way Scripture speaks about wisdom, it's not some abstract idea or just concept. It's practical. It's, it's, it's the ability to live well. Right? It's something that you do. It speaks of how you do, how we, how we live. It's the ability uh, to do, to live uh, well. So the search that Proverbs is talking about, the search that we experience when you're scrolling through Facebook or jumping from thing to thing, uh, the search is a search uh, for wisdom. How to live well, how to find fulfillment uh, in it, how, how to live the good life and take enjoyment in it. And Proverbs in this chapter it invites us uh, in to that search. Right, Proverbs 1, uh, if you were here, you've seen it, is, is given more of a warning. Uh, right? Wisdom in Proverbs first warned us uh, of, of our own propensity toward evil uh, as well as our inclination away from good. But here, instead of taking that uh, warning, it's coming instead and, and trying to draw us in. Draw us into the search uh, for wisdom. And not only uh, just the search, but it's guiding us in that search. Uh, it's describing that search for us. Uh, where to look, what to find, how to search. Uh, it even describes the finding of what we need and the benefit that it gives. Uh, and, and even the result of giving in it, uh, of, of living in it. Um, the, so the whole chapter is essentially one sentence. And the sentence is of the form, if, then, so. Uh, so if you had a little sheet there with the points uh, for the sermon, the title's The Search. Uh, the first point is, is seeking. The second point is finding. Uh, the third point is, is living. Because the passage is saying, if you seek, then, secondly, you will find. And then thirdly, and so the results of that. Now you can just look at it. The first four verses, you keep seeing if, if, if. Uh, then in verse 5, you see then. And again in verse 9, then. And then ignore the so in verse 16, because it's not really supposed to be there. Uh, it's part of the delivered that you see in verse 12. Uh, and then the so, the results, uh, the consequences uh, of living in that wisdom are seen in those last uh, three verses. If, then, so. We're in the language of the passage because there's this beautiful parallelism that's just drawing out the fullness for you. It's an if, 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 then, then, and so. If you search uh, for wisdom, then you will
will find it. And so uh, you will live in it. As we look at this passage further, I want you to just to ask yourself this question and consider how do these words impact you? How do they impact your, your life? The big questions, uh, the daily moments of how you spend your time and what you look for. Uh, how does it affect the way that you search? This is really one of the things that you find yourself searching for the news feed, on the Google screen, in your relationships, uh, in your classes. Uh, where, do you, where do you look for it? What, is it? what does it do for you or what do you hope that it does for you? What are you searching for? Because Proverbs here calls, uh, speaks into that search. Uh, the search is constant a reality in our lives and the choices that we're making. And it tells us about it, tells us if you search uh, for wisdom here, the way it guides you, you will find it. You experience the benefit of that. And so I live in that wisdom. Uh, so first of all, uh, seeking. Uh, seeking. And seeking uh, not uh, lacks, uh, but with longing. Um, uh, with, with, intention, with intention and intentionality. Uh, seeking. Right, the first four verses, yeah, this if, if, uh, if uh, there. And it's describing the way that we approach the search. Um, I really don't know if y'all remember Blockbuster Video as a store. Uh, I can't remember how long ago that went out. Uh, but it's not, it's not just the blue kiosk that looks similar to the red box that you can get movies out of that maybe it still exists as in some small places uh, now. Um, used to be the big video store. Maybe in your town you've had other video stores. But I can't tell you how many hours of my life in high school, uh, in college... You know, well, that's with a group of friends. You just go over to Blockbuster and you spin, you get like a whole wall of new releases. And you just, instead of scrolling, like you just walk along and you're looking at these walls of new release movies. You can pick them up and turn them over and look at the back instead of clicking on it. It's weird, weird, this tangible experience. Um, and then there's all these other just rows upon rows of, oh, the comedy section, oh, the adventure section of, of movies that weren't even recent that you could, you could go find. And so I'd go there, like my brothers or something, or friends from high school would go there in college, and you're like, okay, what movie are we going to watch? Um, and the search would commence, right? And you go from one wall to the other, you start at different ends, and you find some movies, and you talk to the other person, and, well, they haven't. They've seen that one. You've seen the other one. What's the real mood of what everyone fits with? And sometimes it's like an hour later, an hour and a half later, before you finally, like, picked a movie or two. And you're going to try these out and bring it back. Um, so now you're not going to the Blockbuster store, but the search is similar. Uh, we just get on, you get on Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, your Hulu, your whatever it is, and you're trying to find, okay, how am I going to spend my time, not just this weekend, but like this morning, you know, like this hour that I have between class, can I fit in another show? What am, what am I going to look for? What am I going to find? Uh, and you can scroll down or go through it, and we're, we're looking for it. And the, the difficulty is, uh, one, there's too many selections, and two, most of them are really not that great. So you're looking through and you're trying to find something uh, that, that's going to be what you're, uh, what, what you're hoping for, but it's very easily disappointed uh, in the time that you spent looking for it. Maybe the time that you spent uh, watching it just feels uh, wasted. I can, think of, I can think of evenings of friends where we were going to watch a movie and by the time you're leaving Blockbuster, it's already like late and you're like, oh man, 
I really going to stay up and watch this two and a half hour movie? Okay. Um, and is it going to be worth, worth doing? Uh, in a search uh, for wisdom with life, we're, we're not just left um, trying out different things. Scrolling through and seeing what's offered up as, as wisdom. Here's the wisdom that Christianity says. Here's the wisdom that Bob says. Here's the wisdom that my parents said. Here's what my professor uh, talked. And how do I, how do I gauge, gauge these things, uh, gauge them, and how do, I, how do I look at it? We're not just left with what's the next thing maybe that we hear. Left just asking friends uh, what they liked. We're given guidance. We're given guidance of, of where to look. And how to look. And the first four verses, that's what it's telling you. In the search, these ifs are ifs about where to look and how to look in the search. Uh, and the, the where is found uh, in, in the word. Cut to the chase of it. The, the where to look if you're searching for wisdom uh, is in scripture. How does he say it? I hear, if you receive what? My words. If you treasure my commandments. Uh, so it's in part, it's the Father as he speaks this wisdom in Proverbs, but it's, it's Solomon as Solomon speaks in Proverbs, but beyond that, it's the, it's the Holy Spirit uh, as he's speaking God's truth to us. It's the word of God in all of Scripture. Uh, it's the word of God who is uh, Christ uh, himself, uh, that as we come and we look to him and we look to him uh, in the word, uh, that is where wisdom uh, is found. Second uh, Corinthians, uh, Paul talks about Christ and him uh, crucified and says, Christ uh, crucified, the risen Lord as crucified is the power of God and the wisdom of God. There's so many other places that we look, uh, that we look for fulfillment, for satisfaction. When we look at the where is our search going, uh, that's often uh, not the first thing that we're, that we're, that we're uh, turning to. Whether it's just entertainment uh, for the evening, whether it's relationships and connections, uh, whether it's being more, more witty or having a, a higher intellect or uh, building stronger muscles or getting into the politics of what's the right, uh, right decision for, for any different view. But where we're told to look uh, is in the word as it points to Christ himself who God has given for us. But, but how are we to go about the search? A lot of things that it says in these first four verses are about that, that how. Uh, the, way, the way Hebrew uh, functions, you see this in the Psalms a lot. I uh, see it especially here in these passages, something you could call uh, uh, advancing parallelism. If you want to learn like a little literature, you know, terms and, and this kind of thing. Right? You see so many statements, they parallel each other. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you. You're like, wait, he just said the same thing twice. Exactly. And then he says that thing again in verse 2, and then he says that same thing again in verse 3, and he says essentially the same point in verse, verse 4. Uh, all three of them are, are, are all four of those uh, first verses are, are parallel with each other. Uh, but what Hebrew uh, tends to do, and his poetry tends to do, it's an advancing parallelism. The first line gives you part of the idea, uh, but then the second is the fuller statement of it. And here it moves from the, verse, from the first verse of receiving uh, the words uh, to in the last uh, stanza of verse 4 uh, to searching for it as for hidden treasure. Right, there's this constant uh, advancement of it, of how we're to look at, look at it. It's emphasizing uh, that, that intentionality of it, the, uh, the longing, the longing of the search, but a longing that's expressed in action. That he's saying, don't just shove that feeling down that there's something that you're longing for. 
Don't just try to soothe yourself with the next thing that comes along. Uh, but feel those wants, those needs, those weaknesses, those desires, and, pull, and pursue that search. Pursue it in the word, uh, but pursue it with, with this intensity. Uh, put it this way, kind of the, the way the passage is, is building this. If you uh, just think about some of the classes that you're in, involved in. Yeah, let's take one of the big lecture classes uh, that you're in. Not, not everyone signs up for the, for the class. There's a lot of people that signed up for the class. But not everyone that signs up for the class actually shows up for the class, right? Um, and so they may not get very much out of it. And, and those, even those that are there, you kind of look around and not everyone is uh, awake <laughs> or really present uh, or paying attention. Um, but even of those that are there and are engaged and paying attention, uh, a lot of them are just doing it for the grade or just trying to see the next thing. They don't really care about the material and love, uh, love what it is and want to know it. Even some of those that really value what's being taught uh, aren't willing to raise their hand and ask a question. Professors put up office hours. Like, does anyone ever go to office hours? <laughs> Most professors would tell you nobody comes to office hours. It's like their time to get their grading done or, or something else. Um, and even of those that maybe come to office hours, how many of those are actually willing to uh, put forth the time and energy and labor that it takes uh, to really master the, master the material and have learned it? That's, that's the way that Proverbs is building in the search. Um, if you receive my words, but not just if you hear it, uh, but if you value uh, what's being said, if you treasure up my commandments with you, uh, but not just if you value it, but you're actually paying attention to it, making your ear uh, uh, attentive to it, and not just paying attention to it, but actually listening for it. Inclining your, your heart uh, to understanding, not just outwardly in your ear, but your heart uh, desires and longs for it. And, and so much so that you're willing to speak out. Uh, to speak out and ask for help to look so much that you're willing to be heard that someone would answer and speak into your life the things that you need for what you're looking for. Uh, and so much so that not just would you ask those questions, but you would stake uh, the value of what you have for it, that you would seek it like it was silver, uh, that you would uh, search for it as for hidden treasures. Right? You see this just fullness of intensity. It's saying, listen, those longings are there. You are to engage in that search. And that's if you're saying that you're here as someone who is seeking and trying to understand what matters? What's true? Who is God? What scripture is weighing Christianity against other things? Uh, it's true if you're a new Christian. It's true if you've uh, been a Christian and grown in that. That search is saying, but what matters and what's the purpose and why, how do I go about these things? Engage in that search. Uh, listen, and it's saying, come to scripture. Uh, come to scripture as it speaks about Christ, uh, asking those questions and continue uh, to come looking and listening for how it answers. Uh, searching for it and let your life's value be placed in what uh, it's offering. We're often a lot more lazy uh, in our search, um, especially when it comes to, to spiritual uh, things. Uh, there's just the, you know, the phrase, I think there's a website now that just has the name, I waste so much time. Um, but, it, but, it's a, but it's an everyday experience for us a lot of times. Um, if you if it's past the first page of the search results that you put in, are you gonna, how, how far are you going to keep looking? Uh, I'm not saying you're going to find it by just scrolling down uh, the news feed. Um, 
but it's calling us to a deep uh, search in Scripture. And it's saying this, that the search doesn't have to be worthless. Uh, that it doesn't have to be hit or miss. Something went well today, but something may go bad uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's not just the confusion of what do you think, what do I think, how does that fit with what, what another friend from a different view said, or just be stuck with a waste of time. Because the grammar, hypothetical sentence, it's the if, is followed by the then. Uh, if you search, if you search uh, his words, if you search scripture uh, this way, then there's a result. Uh, there's something that follows uh, from it. Uh, if you're seeking, then you'll be finding. All right, so first point, seeking, um, <clears throat> not lax, uh, but with longing. And second point, uh, finding. And um, here, finding, uh, not, not achieving, but the way it describes it is one of, of receiving. That search of Scripture with that intent has a necessary result. It has a guaranteed and promised result. That those longings, there, there's something that meets those longings that Scripture is providing and giving. And that coming to Scripture and searching that way has an assured result, a promise, a guaranteed a consequence of finding wisdom. Finding the ability uh, to live well. And most of you probably don't play the lottery or get too far into much online gambling, I hope. Because um, the chances are just astronomically high that you'll be spending money and getting not much uh, from it and lose a lot uh, in the process. But, but the search for what to do with your day, what to do with your mind, what to do with your gifts and your major and your life and how to live it can a lot of times feel the same way. Just kind of taking a guess and, and going for it, like more of a crapshoot. Uh, but Proverbs is, is clear. If you search this way with this longing, uh, put in action, if you search that in scripture, you will find those things. It's a sure thing. It's not, it's not a gamble because it's, it's guaranteed. And what it does is it go on, goes on in verses, uh, uh, now verses uh, 5 uh, through 19. Uh, and you have these parallel sections, this first then in verse 5. And then you have a, a second then in verse 9. And those verses in between on both of those, they, they parallel one another again. Right? Uh, so, you, so you put those things uh, together. Uh, and what it does is it goes on to describe that finding. Right? It's motivating you to the search. If you search, you will find and Here's what you'll find, uh, and here's what it'll be like, and here's what'll do what it'll do for you. It's motivating uh, you into it. Uh, so first, what's found? He's uh, then, then uh, verse five and verse nine. Uh, when the treasures dug up, when, when all the energy is expended and the, and the results are, are, are met upon, what's it like? What does it do? What do you, what do you find? Verse five. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find. The knowledge of God. Uh, verse 9, then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, uh, every good path. It's not some secret code. It's not some like hidden mysterious uh, principle uh, that you'd only find if you meditated on the mountains in Tibet for, for 10 years or, or whatever uh, uh, thing that we think of. It's not even just a collection of lessons and wise sayings of people uh, that came before. But what's found the way that it talks about it? 
Uh, instead, not some hidden secret uh, thing. Instead, there's a relationship uh, that's found. Uh, there's a relationship that is so uh, profound in its significance that it impacts everything. A relationship that impacts absolutely everything in such a way that, that it brings order and clarity uh, to the chaos and the confusion uh, that constantly is around us in life. Then, searching scripture in this way, uh, you will understand the fear of the Lord. You will find the knowledge of God. It's not saying knowing things about God. It's speaking of knowledge in a relationship uh, of intimacy and connection. Uh, so what, what wisdom, as you search for it, finds what scripture brings out to you is knowing, knowing your creator. Knowing him in his uh, majestic power. Uh, and his holiness that's transcendent uh, beyond us, knowing him as his perfect justice uh, that hates all evil and casts it out, uh, knowing him in the fullness of his goodness, uh, his faithfulness, his truth, and knowing as well uh, his full understanding of you, uh, of all that you are, all that you've faced, all that you've been through, all that's hurt you and all that's encouraged you. Him knowing you and knowing your best moments and best abilities. And knowing you at your worst moments and your weaknesses and your failures. And realizing in that relationship uh, his right to reject you, uh, but instead feeling his compassion to restore you. Uh, that the words of scripture are words of life, words of rescue and salvation as they point uh, to Christ. They're words of deserved judgment, uh, the judgment that Christ has taken on, that we could be restored in relationship uh, to this God. Uh, a knowledge of God of being covered uh, with unearned forgiveness that, that wipes away all the things that mess up that relationship. Uh, that covers it with love, a, a love of deep knowledge and value and compassion that draws you into his presence. Ah, the comfort of his presence, the joy and the awe at his presence, into his, into his purity. The knowledge of God where in this relationship you're, you're wanted and you're valued. And you're treated with dignity even by one who's so far beyond you. And it's there. It's in this relationship with the God of the Bible is, is, what's, is where wisdom is found. Because that relationship changes everything. It, it restores uh, this. It impacts uh, everything. In some ways, I think really uh, it shouldn't be surprising to us that it's a relationship where uh, wisdom is found, this ability to live well, uh, that it's a relationship instead of just some mysterious uh, saying to ponder and mine out the deep significance of. Because what happens? How the relationships around you go and the significant relationships, that's what either smooths out your life or throws it into turmoil. Um, and when your family breaks apart, uh, the ability to live well seems very far at a distance. Uh, whether that's just because people move to different places, 
uh, whether that's uh, divorce or arguments and separation, uh, whether that's uh, death or, or pain or whatever. When, when the relationships around you start to fall apart, you easily just lose a sense of your place, your importance, uh, your value, uh, your purpose. Or we'll take the other side of it. Um, you know, when you, when you meet someone that you have just a deep connection with, um, you know, maybe that's just freshman year on the dorm and making friends and, and someone just gets you and you have the same sense of humor, the same jokes and the same interests and you just like, I didn't know what to do here at this place with all these people, but now I'm good. I found a friend. I know how to start living well here. I know how to make, make sense of my life. Um, uh, meeting maybe that special someone uh, that at least for a little while uh, seems like they like you as much as you like them. And there's a sense where you go, the world starts to make sense. I have purpose. There's things that I'm driven toward. I'm motivated, and I, and I want to keep going in this. It adds so much fullness to life. Again, in a group of friends or community where you can feel known and safe. Uh, where you can trust people around you to be, uh, be vulnerable with them and still accepted, um, it stabilizes, it strengthens, it satisfies in the right way to a degree. So maybe we shouldn't even expect uh, that, it, that it would be odd for it to be a relationship that gives life wisdom. Maybe that should be the very thing that we're, that we're expecting. Uh, that if the search uh, goes, applies to every corner of life, the, the big questions and the daily things of what you do with your, um, uh, not only in your classes, but your, your, your time or your entertainment or, or, or all your relationships, if, if that search goes into every corner of life, then that corresponding relationship is going to be something that is big enough that it affects the rest of life. Not just a relationship, temporary, with a, maybe even a close friend, uh, or you know, temporary a trust, or a peer, or a spouse, uh, but a relationship of interaction with the all-encompassing eternal God. Yeah, that has an, an effect on, on our ability uh, to live well, to face the things around us, what our relationship is with him. And as we seek, uh, we find relationship with, with the God of Proverbs, uh, with the God of Scripture. Uh, it describes it as an understanding of the fear of the Lord. Verse 9, it describes it as an understanding of uh, righteousness, justice, equity, every good path. Fear of the Lord, not in the sense of some fright or terror, but in a realization of the fullness of who, we are, who, who God is and how we stand in relationship with him. Uh, that, that maybe is more captured by how we would talk of all. All at, at, at what he can do and his justice, and so a right fear with that, but in all of worship and adoration at his love and his kindness that he would give uh, his son, that we could be accepted and restored uh, to him. Uh, the ethics of righteousness, justice, and equity aren't just some like principles that the people came up with that have seemed to work very well. They're reflections of the very character of God himself. Um, the, the righteousness reflects God's righteousness. That the, uh, the fairness re reflects God. His, his justice uh, is seen. And as we've uh, failed in, in that practice of, of justice, uh, God's justice is seen in the cross of Christ what we deserve, how we deserve to be punished. 
But also as we're changed by God's love and his forgiveness in Christ, uh, we get to reflect that character uh, in our lives of being in a relationship with him, living for him, being changed by those values. As Christ uh, crucified, who is the power and the wisdom of God, who we're searching for and that, uh, <laughs> that the wisdom testifies to, that we will find from that search. But how do we, how, how's that found? How do, we, how do we get there, right? We said finding is this not, um, uh, not, not achieving, but it's, it's receiving. Look again the next two uh, parallel verses, 6 uh, and then 10. Uh, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Uh, verse 10, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant uh, to your soul. It's not by your, your effort, your intellect. It's not by your uh, passion and desire. It's not just luck or even just diligence or anything. It's not that we have to or could do enough to gain uh, the relationship. It's instead that it's received because it's given by God. Uh, that he's willing to restore meaning and life and significance and purpose by drawing us into relationship with him. When we feel estranged because, we, because of the things that we've done and the things that we haven't done that he's called us to do, uh, that he's able to restore us to him. And it brings uh, uh, an ability to live well uh, in it. You see, the search results more in a, in a humility of, of peace in a restored relationship instead of the arrogance of a pretended success. It tries to lift itself up as the great ones who are wise and push down others who don't know as much, don't do as well, or aren't as significant. It's different here. This wisdom is found because it's received. Because as you search for it, you find one who delights to give. Uh, James uh, 1 uh, says that if, we, uh, uh, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. Uh, and that God is the one who gives uh, wisdom uh, to us. Uh, or just to go in the full significance of it in, in John uh, 3, that God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him uh, would not perish but have everlasting life. He is giving it. And he calls us uh, to search for it, to search for finding the significance of it, for the choices we make in the way uh, that we live and live uh, before him. Uh, describes the benefits of finding that as uh, guarding and delivering. Um, you see again the parallels uh, that it traces out for you. Uh, uh, this, uh, this guarding the paths of justice on the one hand, and then, uh, and then discretion will watch over you in verse 11. Verse 12 speaks of delivering you, and again, verse 16, uh, delivering you. We don't have as much time to uh, develop uh, those two parts, but it guards uh, and it delivers. Uh, it guards us against ourself, our own desires toward evil, away from good, uh, toward our own selfishness, uh, and, and away from God, toward temptation, and it delivers us. Uh, it, it rescues and, and saves us from sin that we, that we uh, have and want to and continue to fall into. It warns about it in two ways, in terms of uh, the peer pressure of other uh, friends around you calling into something that's great and fun but is horrible and evil. Um, 
Think of it as gossip. Uh, think of it as whatever you want. And then we're quickly drawn into it even though it's, it's wrong. And it speaks of it as the uh, adulteress with her smooth words. If you think of this as Proverbs being uh, directed, applying to all believers at all times, uh, uh, but directed at kind of college male uh, mindset, uh, so easily seduced by the, by the alluring woman who's attractive and, and says that she's interested in, in you. Uh, the live woman, the one on your internet screen and Google search bar, however that may be. The temptations of the things that we're lured into. We can be rescued from, delivered from. Because Christ has taken the consequences of our sin and because he leads us into a new uh, pattern of obedience uh, by his spirit. Uh, finding, uh, finding wisdom, finding Christ as we come searching in God's word as the significance that affects and impacts all of life. It's that relationship. And maybe you think at times, well, that's not really what you're looking for. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's not that it's not what we're looking for, but I think sometimes it's not what we really want to find. Uh, sometimes I'm just looking for something that's exciting for the moment. Something that lets me feel a little bit better. Or maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's this, uh, uh, something else that's alluring, something else that's exciting. Uh, but it is the only thing that's the fulfillment of that search. When you're scrolling down through Facebook or Instagram or whatever, part of what you're longing for, it only finds its fulfillment in this restored relationship to God and Christ. Uh, through the Google uh, search engine, uh, through the classes that you're taking from the purposes in your relationship and why you're looking from one person to the other in good relationships or in bad, it finds its fullness and significance in a restored relationship to God and Christ. If you search for wisdom, uh, then you will find it uh, in Christ. And so you will get to live in it. Uh, not, not ending, uh, but continuing that life. This walking in it of verse 20. So you will walk in the way of the good. If we're honest about the search we engage in, we're, we're not just looking for the momentary thrill. We'll take it. It feels good for the, for the moment, but we want something significant and deep and lasting. We want to really live. We want it not to just be the fleeting moment or uh, made meaningless by, by death or by some ending. How Proverbs speaks of living, a continuing, a walking in the way of the good, a living in continued relationship with God. Because being known by God and loved by God and living for God and serving God is not something that has an end. Uh, relationship with God, Scripture talks about as life. If we're restored to relationship with him, that life continues. The death is not there, but that Christ has gone through death and made the way of, of uh, death after life and resurrection. It speaks here of the promise of inhabiting the land. Uh, the promised land, not just of Canaan, but the new heavens and the new earth. Uh, where the satisfaction will be complete and full and continue on and on. In Christ, there's no longer the need to be cut off or rooted out. There's not a need for escape or for dulling the pain or for hopelessness because in him is the promise of life. The search finds its fulfillment in Christ and with eternal life with him. How the words of this uh, passage uh, impact you. How they impact the search uh, for you 
Maybe in the grand questions of what you're going to be, who you're going to do, what you're going to follow, in the daily moments, how you're going to spend your time, of what matters, what you connect with. What do you find yourself searching for? Where do you look? What does it do for you? What do you hope that it gains for you? Uh, scripture says, if then so, if you will search uh, for wisdom in God's word, longing after it in action, you will find it in a restored relationship with God that he gives in Christ, uh, that meets those needs, that guards and delivers. And so you will continue to walk in life and relationship with him, uh, both now and forever. It's the gospel that he speaks to us and the wisdom of the words of Proverbs.